What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Philip and Leroy Judgmental Podcast. I'm Leroy here with my cousin. And uh, oh, you see how I got it right, correct? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a lot of emails. Well, I got a lot of emails and texts from last week. Uh, the, our con, our what was at the end, the end of the show mm-hmm. about the tag team partnership, and mm-hmm. I had asked uh Philip. Who needs to come back on the show? Who needs to come back on the show? By the way, right? He'll be back soon, I guess. When everything is over with with the uh, with the coronavirus and the quarantine, I guess he'll be back. Uh So um, I asked him to uh, give me a review of of the give me his review of our episode last week's episode. Mm -hmm. He sent this to he sent this text. Mm-hmm. Here's my take on a podcast episode. Cuz is being politically correct and doesn't mm-hmm. want to upset black women or white men. Mm-hmm. I agree. Tag team is the wrong word, but it's definitely a partnership. And his definition of partnership is not always the case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, example, my partnership. Oh, sorry. Go oh, ahead. No, you example, go ahead. Sorry. Example Rich, rich guy marries a waiter. <laughs> And they become partners without equal power. You can be a partner without equal power. That mm-hmm. only comes in play when you mention 50-50 partners. Not all are. Y'all funny, though. Oh, I agree <laughs> with you. And I agree with you. They are they all in cahoots. Uh, first of all, thank you for thank you to Philip. Props to Philip for saying that we were funny. Thank you. <laughs> He's a hard critic. So yeah, I can thank tell. You. <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> so you want a rebuttal, so go ahead. It's all on you. Uh no, all I was gonna say is that um yeah, the, the partnership thing was problematic. Like I didn't articulate it well enough. Um well, I found that definition problematic anyway, but um what I meant by what I meant by uh I shouldn't have said equal. What I meant was that there's a need. Good Lord. Sorry about that. There's a, sorry, sorry about that. My thing fell out. What I mean is like, there's a need from both people. Like, for example, if you watch Shark Tank, right? Mm -hmm. You ever seen Shark Tank? Yes. Okay. So Shark Tank is usually there's someone who comes up with the product and they have an investor who's going to help them with their business, right? Yes. So what I mean is that like both of them create a system to where both people benefit. Like it's not a system without someone else. You know what I mean? They come kind of together. That's what I should have said. So yeah, he's right about the partnership. Um, My definition was whack. It was terrible. (laughs) Um, What else did he say? About the, what the example of the uh, waiters. The oh, waiter, the waiters. The thing waiter. is that, like, I found that problematic because it's like, okay, if you're already rich, you don't need the waitress. And then, second of all, if you marry the waitress, because you okay, the whole argument was about um, black women having, you know, having a, a this partnership with with white men or something, right? Right. And um, if a rich man marries a poor woman, we've seen this dozens of times. Old rich man, old rich man marries a, a young, pretty woman or whatever like that. 
she has total access to his power. That's like different from what, at least as far, from, as far as what I was talking about with what you were talking about. She has total access to his power and she can divorce him, then take most of his money. So mm-hmm. to me, that's like, to me, based off of what I'm saying, like that's totally different. Um, as far as being politically correct, you know how many times I was talking about white people on this show? <laughs> no, he didn't say, right? yeah, yeah, you was being politically correct. I don't understand how I was being politically, it's probably because he probably says that because I was like, okay, I don't, I don't see where this is going. And it's not so much of that. It's more of like, okay, mm-hmm. if, uh, I had this in my head, but um, it's not so much of the topic itself it was the presentation of the argument and it just comes from me being in school for i mean working as a teacher because i teach um i teach uh rhetoric and composition right for first year college students and the first thing we say is that you can't just present something that's a fact because the very first thing that you said was okay the first it's, it's white men who who are um, the first for putting black men in jail, and then it's black women who are the second. Right. And if you notice, if you go back and listen throughout that whole time, I'm like, okay, explain it to me. Like, you know, give me some more detail to it. The problem with that was that you kind of just went straight to the section eight part. <laughs> and no, nah, it's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with that. The problem is like, okay, if I felt like you went from point A to point Z. And there was no in between for it, mm-hmm. you know. Like, like I, I, I told you about this. I was like, you know, you could have made a strong argument for that. You could have been like, well, for one, you got black men and black women, right? They live in the same space. There's more black men with black women more than like a black man or a black woman with an interracial couple, right? And then, second of all, you could have talked about the environment, what decisions they make, and whatnot. They live in the same space. It makes perfect sense for a black woman to put, uh, you know, it just based off of that, it it makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I'm talking about. Like there wasn't an explanation to it. That's why I was like, nah, give me more, blah, 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 blah. And second of all, I don't like, it's corny to say white men, man. It's corny to say the white man. We've been doing that forever. Like there's a fictional white God who <laughs> who points his finger and then there's a spark and he's like, let there be racism. And then boom, it happens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not so much of white man, it's whiteness. It's like white supremacy itself. And that's upholded by rich white people in general. You know what I mean? At least that's how I look at it. That's how I look at it. You know what I mean? Oh. And then second of all with... Um, it's easy to say uh, some black women and all black, but it's like, again, when we do rhetoric composition, especially I teach ESL, like some of the students, we got debate classes. I'm like my first job and my first job in there is to be like, okay, why, why this happens? Because why? Okay. Tell me more. Give me more detail. You know, that's where all that comes from. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that's all I want. I just, I just wanted you to explain it more. That's it. Okay, well, number one, mm. uh, me, me, you, and Philip need to be all be all on a podcast together. That's number one. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how, but we all have to be, and we gonna have the same discussion. Uh huh. 
Nah, you know, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You no, forget me, forget me. You need to bring a black woman on this show because for one, you said something about, and we like I've heard this too because this is what this is what I hate. You made it seem like like I'm not out there neither. You know what I mean? I've heard that a lot too. I told you the story about my oh, wait, dad wait. and stuff. I, out there meaning when I say the streets part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know where that came. <laughs> I no, don't know no, where no. that came from. I didn't from. say I didn't say you was out in the street. I said the majority I get my stuff from is by being out in the street. No, but okay. Being, but out, if, in the, being out in the streets mean like experiencing, you know, being yeah, yeah, outside. Yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like it felt like it felt like like it felt like y'all didn't think I was out there. I haven't heard that before. It's not no, like I was no. totally like absent minded. I'm well aware of that stuff happening. Um no, I didn't mean it that way. But yeah, you need you need to have a, a black woman on here, man. To have some black women on here. Forget me. Okay, so when you know we get saying? my when we get uh Maisha on here. <laughs> what's so funny? <laughs> I, it's funny because nah, I haven't seen Maisha since what, two thousand seven? Uh huh. That's why she was she was she was a character. Um but yeah, yeah, why not? Okay. All Why right. not? Like, forget me. I like I, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, all I wanted was just an explanation. That's it. So you want to uh, be in on a conversation, or you just want to? Nah, because you, me? nah, because you feel strongly about it. That should be between you and her, or oh. or get get um you and Phil to talk to her. Oh shit! Because I don't, I don't know if that's going to work with her because she already <laughs> knew my opinion anyway. So it's probably well, best that somebody that don't yeah. really know me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, get somebody else then, because like that's you right. can make a whole show off of that. Like I right. like you notice I did not say no. All I said was like, yo, just explain it to me. <laughs> All right. And the, se- the second part, my the second part is the word cahoot. Definition of cahoot and and Merriam-Webster. Is a partnership or league partnership? Yeah, partnership. Now say tag team in front of that partnership. Mm-hmm. That's from Merriam-Webster. Yeah. So they tag team partners, right? So you agreeing? Or? Why are you? Why? Why are you trying to convince me so much? Like I said, talk to her about that. Talk to her about that. Uh, you gonna be on in this conversation too? By the way. <laughs> I'm just gonna be listening, cause like, but honestly, I don't feel like I can add much to it. I just want to hear a total black woman just break it all down herself, cause mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not, I'm not dispelling anything. Just let her okay. speak for herself. It's unfair if it's like me and you talking. Two black men shouldn't be talking about what black women do. You bring her on here. <laughs> Why not? Because she like whatever, even if, she, if whether she agrees or disagrees, it's more important to hear from the horse's mouth, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, this episode is about Jay and DC because mm-hmm. you was going hard or going strong on DC man, last don't be, week. Don't don't be doing that, man. So. I wasn't going hard on no DC. So I was I was my well okay yeah I'll let you open it up. So uh, I, I said last week that we were going to have an episode of you and your experiences in the District of Columbia. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, when when did you move to? Oh, okay. Well, this is like okay. Th- this this episode you have to watch to listen to the first um, 
Jay interview because yep. he, we kind of touched on some of the stuff that we're going to mention. So I'm going to have to recap were... some of it too. Cause like my, see, this is why you should also think about getting my brother on this show too, because both mm-hmm. of our experiences were really different. Like we both had different mindsets when we moved to DC. Okay. You know? Okay. Um, That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, you were in Asia. Korea, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was in Korea. It was that's a whole nother story too, by the way, Korea. Like that's what that's what ought to if you ever want to have me come back on the show and do a story, like I could talk forever about Korea cause, Okay, that's going uh, that's yeah. on a future episode. You name a future episode again. <laughs> Cousin Jay in Korea. <laughs> right. So um you were in Korea. So mm-hmm. when did you move to DC? Okay, so wait, what, what year? Me, I'm 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 sorry. What this year? was uh 2015 May 18th, I think, and I'm real I'm specific on that because let me preface this. The reason why I say me and my brother were uh, had different mindsets is because I just came back from living in South Korea for about five and a half years. So when you come back from living in another place for five and a half years, your mindset is like different. Like my my mindset was. First of all, I had reverse culture shock when I came back to the States in general. What was the reverse culture shock? Man, I got, (laughs) I, yo, I got kind of lost in the grocery store. The first time, (laughs) the first time I went to the grocery store uh, in the U.S. after coming, because like, okay, let me explain it. You do got big grocery stores in Korea, but you really don't need to go there. Well, at least in Seoul, because you got so many other small stores around you, you know, these little marketplaces. So you can right. get what you need like real quick. Just it's a two, three minute walk. You know, you got like about three or four marketplaces within, you know, a two or three minute walk distance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I went to the grocery store and um, yeah, my mom, my mom took me like right after she picked me up from the airport. She was like, you know, you can pick up whatever you need to get. I was walking around. I was like, dang, where do they keep the bread at? because like they don't really sell bread like that in korea unless it's um like fancy uh like a pastry type of bread so no sandwiches no you got to go to the store to buy a sandwich you don't really make a much all right so i was about to say if uh i wanted to make a sandwich you mean i can i couldn't because there were no there isn't any bread unless it's fancy yeah, unless it's fancy, or maybe you can go to the foreigner market, but I don't even remember them having bread like that. And what's the foreigner market? It's it's where they just got a whole bunch of food from other places. Like you can buy stuff from the states there, but it's a certain amount of things that they have. So that's what I mean. I don't remember there being bread there. So what about ketchup? Ketchup is like a foreign. Oh no, that's market. everywhere. That's it. That's oh, everywhere. Okay. Yeah. So 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 what's in a foreign market? Um, stuff like oatmeal. Okay. Uh, they all sorts of stuff. Stuff from the Philippines. Uh, a few brand like uh pop tarts maybe like like maybe one one particular type of pop tart <laughs> there. So yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's it's like that. It's it's only a certain amount of things you can get. So is is the foreign market more expensive or the same? Uh, compared to the states, yeah, yeah. it's going to be a little bit more expensive. Okay. So what this what was your decision to move to DC? Um well hold on hold on. let me get back to the whole thing about being 
like a little bit disoriented when I came back though. Mm-hmm. Cause, um, okay. So yeah, I got bre- I got lost in the market and like, this is, this is, um, my mind was crazy. I almost asked somebody for help in Korean. There's a black dude in the middle of the store, like asking for help in Korean, <laughs> you know, to a worker there. Like uh, that's, you, you got to give our audience, how would you ask for help in Korean? Okay. I, uh, I can show you because it's like because they got different kinds of body language. So I had that Korean body language. I'd be like, I'd be like, uh, like that, you know, and and I have my like hand in the air and stuff to get attention to flag them down and whatnot. (laughs) So that was weird. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. so what was you about to say? Yeah, I had to catch myself. But um, another thing and I'm gonna make this short, too, because I know you want to like get along with other questions. But um, the other thing is that, yeah, I had the mindset of an expat too. Like the reason why I say me and me and my brother had different um, mindsets is because like I was used to moving around a lot. You know, mm-hmm. when I was living in Korea, I stayed in Seoul, but I moved around to a lot of different places in there. And then also right. too, I traveled a lot. So my mindset was like, okay, I'm just going to come here to study, get my work done and then go somewhere else after I'm done. Okay. You know. So so everybody listening, listen to the first first and second uh Jay interview. That's episode 2 and 3. Um he kind of touches on all this stuff that he's uh mentioning about traveling and living in Korea and stuff. He he kind of touches on that. Yeah. But we'll have a more in-depth interview with Jay in uh, Korea. But again, he touches all on the stuff, so we're just gliding through it because he mentioned it before. Mhm. Okay, so um, again, why did you choose DC? Um, because it was closer to family. Because okay. like, yeah, after my first, let's see, I was in Korea from May and I went to visit in December, like right around New Year's. And like two days after I arrived, my dad passed away. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, if I'm going to, if something else happens, because I had another aunt pass away too a few months before I arrived there to, to I mean, in North Carolina, you know. So, um, yeah, I was like, okay, let me be around family. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm, you guys, you were in Philadelphia, you know, my mom's in North Carolina, my sisters are in Delaware, in Virginia. So, you know, it's, you know, I can be around family and whatnot. Okay, so you you weren't registered in school first. Yeah, you... no, I, I I was actually. I I applied to like about like eight schools and I got into five, so I just chose DC. And second of all, too, um, I yeah, my brother he you know he was doing his job, and I think he wanted to like move out from my mom's place too. So I was like, no, why don't we just both go to to um to the DC area to the DMV. And that was in North Carolina, everybody, which he also mentioned how boring it was in the in the first episode <laughs> of our interview. <laughs> okay, so all right, you're going to school. You, you okay now you moved in DC. How soon was it that you were going to school? Um, you mean like after I got there? Like right. after I arrived? Uh-huh. Um, well, the first, honestly, I came back to do a CELTA, which is a certification to teach English 
I didn't have that before because I just had an English degree. So in order to teach English in the U.S., you need to get a CELTA or something else. So I took a, a CELTA class, which took four months. So, yeah, as soon as I got there, that's what I did. That's what I'm talking about. I went straight to work like as soon as I got there. And then after that was done, I worked until school started for that summer. And then school started in August, I think, late August, early September. Okay, yeah. so how was the class? Oh, okay. First of all, is this the t- first time that you're interacting with people that's in the area when you were in the, the DC area? Are these the first group of people that you like interact with or you the people at the school? Who, yes. Nah, the, no, actually it was the people at the Celta place. Okay. Because so, like I've, I stumbled across the white house one day when we were having break. Cause it's, it's right on you. Okay. That street where they have black lives matter. Right. Right. There's a street like um, that intersects it. And mm-hmm. I was on one of those streets and that's where they had the classes. So I just, I was out for lunch. I was like, let me walk around and stuff. And I just like stumbled across the white house. I didn't know the white house was so close. Mm-hmm. And so how was the people that you first interacted with? They were, uh, they were all right, but they weren't from the area. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, there's one thing about DC. It's a it's a it's a transitory spot, man. Like you like won't New find, York. yeah, you won't find yeah, too many people who are from there. Yeah, New York. Everybody's from somewhere else. Yeah, uh, or LA. Same yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody's from somewhere else. And then one thing too about that place, I say transitory because people don't stay there that long. Mm-hmm. So um, your first place with you and your brother, were you by yourself or you you and your brother first moved in together? Yeah, me and my brother first went uh, moved in. Oh, okay. What was the first place? No, we just stayed in that one place in total. We weren't. We actually, because technically we weren't in D.C. We were like right across the line from D.C. and Silver. Uh, well, it's Chevy Chase, mm-hmm. but like you can run into D.C. from there. Okay. So, um, how were the people there? They were all right. I mean, no. They in other words, what I'm saying is words, like, in other words, you didn't deal with them. Go ahead. <laughs> nah, nah, I ain't gonna say that. What I mean is like, none of them were. It's the same situation. None of them were really from there. Like, because you're talking about like DC, that that like grit from DC. Nobody had it. Okay. You know, Chevy Chase is a suburb. And actually, too, like there were some people I talked to there, but like a lot of them moved out really quick. As I say, it's transitory. Right. Because of jobs or it was too expensive or? Both. Okay. And a lot of people are just there to study and then, you know, just like how I was. Okay. So the question is, uh, when you moved to D.C., what was what did you expect in terms of like the people? Like I told you, uh, yeah. You kind of touched on this last week. Because I went into D.C. Yeah, I expected a a chocolate city. Mm -hmm. Because that's all I've heard, you know, especially for a dude who left in like 2009. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, because you kind of mentioned that uh, last week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, now now you're enrolled (laughs) in school. You were getting your master's degree, correct? Yeah. Okay. You was getting your master's degree. Now, how was the students? 
they were interesting. They were very, very interesting. Very interesting. They were, um, well, for one, it's a master's of fine arts degree. So if you deal with anything in the arts, you're going to deal with interesting people. Oh, crazy. Um, or are you trying to say crazy and interesting are the same or? I don't know. It, I'll mental. say kind of. Men- mental. Let's take the crazy <clears throat> out of it. No, nah, let me, let me, let me give a good um, description. They were, well, okay. It's funny. It's still funny to me that Phil said that I was politically correct because man, yo, I, I'll never forget the first day of class. The teacher was like, okay, so first of all, um, this is really important. Tell me if you have a pronoun, please let me know so I can know beforehand. I don't want to offend anybody. I was like, good pronoun. Cause in Korea, there weren't no pronouns. I was like, right. what's that? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what, what is that? And then, um, well, you're, you're asking me about the people because I'm still talking. I'm. I, let me get out of the, the the mind state of being like you know away from the states for so long. Um, they were like extremely politically correct and um, kind of weird. <laughs> you in arts? That's why. Yeah, that's what I'm. T- yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were they were kind of weird, man. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm telling. And let me tell you this. Like I took this one class. Let me just go ahead and get this out the way because you asked me about the students. We had a nonfiction writing class. There's some things that I wish I could unlisten to that they wrote down because what we would do is we write stuff down in class and then like, you know, we'd share a part of it. Like, okay, we write some stuff in class and then, you know, we have to go home and read it and make comments on it and then come back. We have to workshop it, which workshopping is like one of the whitest things to do ever, too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) it is it's one of the widest things to do to sit there oh yeah i i I loved how you wrote this sentence right here oh Mm -hmm. needs a comma right here you need some more adjectives more adjectives you know um yeah some of the stuff that like for example this one dude was he talked about his time as a mormon and he wasn't comfortable with the mormon religion and then he was actually a, he was actually gay, so he was hiding his sexuality and everything. But what made it stick out was how he he kind of went into detail on how he caught herpes from his boyfriend and stuff. <laughs> and there's this other story about this girl who got raped by her dad, and and uh, she had some sexual relationship with her dad, and 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 eventually she was in all these relationships where she got raped and then she fell in love with with uh, them uh, which i was like again i didn't know what pronouns were so she was like now i'm finally in love with them i was like uh, I, I put my hand up i was like you know sorry for me being obtuse but um what exactly is them and they were then they explained it to me oh it's a pronoun and whatnot you know so, um, well, did she answer the question? Yeah, she did. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what she said. Like everybody, it wasn't, they didn't judge me nothing like that. I was just like, cause they knew that I was, I came back from being in Korea and in Korea, they're not politically correct at all. There's no such thing as right. being politically correct. You oh, know? they would just come out and say, say whatever they feel. Yeah. Just wait, just, just wait till I tell you about Korea, uh, later on, but um, anyway, going back to the story, yeah, I had to get used to that. And I, at one point, I was afraid of uh, 
addressing people. I told I told my brother this one thing. I was like, yo, if I'm ever at a party and I meet someone and they identify as something else, because I was new. I was new. I knew I was going to mess up. I don't want to offend anybody. So I was like, I'm just going to say their name all the time. You know, I'm going to listen close. Oh, okay. Your name is Sheila. They asked me about Sheila. What happened to Sheila? Oh, Sheila went to Sheila's home. What Sheila did is she took Sheila's Sheila Sheila took Sheila's car to <laughs> Sheila's home. That's what I was going to do, man. Because uh, yo, they were I, yeah. I was like, wow, this is brand new. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you when you first moved there, did you? Well, I guess instead of DC, we could just say the states. Uh-huh. Since when you moved back from from uh, when you moved back to the states, did you like it? Did you miss Korea or? There's certain things I missed about Korea, but um, I, I was pretty indifferent most of the time, though. The only thing I missed about Korea was their public transportation system. I had to get used to that because their public transportation system is perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, How is it perfect? Because it always comes on time. It's clean. You know, it's not some some weird dude wearing a hood, you know, jerking his meat or anything like that. Like, it's just, <laughs> you know... It, you won't you won't run across anything too weird on there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, okay, we talked about you in school. You, we talked about your classmates. Talked about your teachers. Did you mm-hmm. deal with anybody socially in DC? What do you mean by what do you mean by that? Socially, like, did you go out with them? And did you go? It don't have to be students. It could just be anyone else. Did you go? Oh like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I had people. Um, when I first got there, when I was doing um, um, the CELTA program, this is one this, this one African student from the Ivory Coast. Um, he was just new there too. He introduced me to his wife. Uh, I forgot what she did. She had a government job. This is a black mm-hmm. woman, so they took me out, showed me around U Street and all that. Um, I had a couple friends. Who, I had a couple friends who took me to a, um, a concert here and there. Right. You know, right. show me a few is places. This, is this go go or just nah? See, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get to go go a little bit later, I guess. But um, yeah, we'll get to it. But nah, uh, not any go go concerts. It was just <laughs> like you know people visiting. Like I went to Howard to see Rock Marciano. Like I met this dude who was a who was a fanatic. You know, and he took me there. So yeah, I didn't know you was that big of a fan. No, I said he what to see Rock Marciano. Oh, Rock Marciano, you a fan? Yeah. How was the concert? It was pretty good. I mean, he he yeah, he's mellow on record, but it was, it was a pretty decent show. He wasn't the only one there though. He had a couple uh, other people what, there. What 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 album is this that you went to see? What is this? Was two thousand fifteen? Uh, I don't know because he had a couple stuff out already. I don't really remember. He just he just did. I think he just did stuff from his first two albums mm-hmm. as a solo artist, and um, I think he did some other stuff too. Okay, uh, let me see. Rock Marciano, two thousand and fifteen was. Uh, two thousand and twelve was Reloaded. Two thousand and thirteen yeah. is Marcy Bicoup. Yeah, and he so. he had a mixtape or something. Whatever the case, yeah, I went to go. Uh, yeah, I saw him. Um, these old heads took me to go see Roy Ayers, mm-hmm. you know, 
Yeah. Are, are, is it, are these people from school or you just met them? Just nah, I just met stuff? them and I just met them. Nah, nobody from school was going to go to them places, man. Like, just based <laughs> off of the description? No, man. <laughs> nobody was going to go there. They were too... They were too PC and too liberal for me to hang out with. Uh, did he did he sing uh, "Tech to a Mac"? I don't remember, dude. To be honest, that's that like one of my favorite. Ago. That's one of my favorite Rock Marciano songs. Uh, sorry, sorry, everybody. We just got to geek out a little bit. <laughs> we got to get out a little bit. We we naming an artist that probably people probably don't even know. Yeah, and 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 the song you probably wouldn't even know it neither. <laughs> so um what's your favorite spots in dc i can't say i had a favorite spot um i can't say i had a favorite spot though because a lot of times i just go to u street and i just it whenever i did go because i didn't go a lot mm-hmm. but um whenever i did go i just go out there and just go to a random place you know at first well, yeah, at first, when we first got there, we really didn't even go to D.C. that much. There was this place in um, a suburb that we went to, but like a lot of, a lot of them were whack, just straight up. Suburb places Why you were say whack. Why? Um, we went to this one place in Bethesda. I don't remember the name. I wonder if it's still up, too. It's like a bar. And we, 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 was, we, you know, we were new. I think it was like maybe our first or second weekend there or something like that. My brother was like, no, nah, let's, let's go this, out to this is place. Is this your brother, your brother and you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, we were, we were like brand new and all I was doing was just going to, taking the Celtic classes and stuff. So he was like, oh, let's try out this spot in Bethesda. And we went there and like, it was a weird combination of people in there. It was like, they were either really young or really old. There was no in between. And like you ever seen like like really young and old white men dance? Yeah. You ever like sat back and just actually watched? It wasn't a good sight, man. Like we were just chatting up with the with the uh with the bar lady. We was like, like, how do you keep a straight face this whole time? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and what'd she say? She just shrugged her shoulders. She was just like, That's my job for now. <laughs> she, said, she said tips and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> well, she 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 was funny. She was cracking us up too. Um, dang, there was this other bar that we went to, and I can't remember. I, I forgot the name of it, man. I had it, and I forgot the name of it. There's one bar that that um, me and my brother went to also in D.C. It was a nice spot too, where they played. Um, they would have a DJ in there, and they play a random selection of like you know, old soul stuff or some um you know 80s to early 2000s hip-hop records mm-hmm. you know now now what was the bar that we went to that was the same one that's that's the exact oh, okay. same one but all i can't right. remember i forgot the name of it dude yeah that place wasn't bad at all yeah nice it was little, it was, nice it was all right yeah mm-hmm. and what was the second spot where you had to walk upstairs up until the uh we was on the roof right wasn't it like outside yeah i can't remember the name because like i went there once i only went there once before mm-hmm. i think it was Mar- no was it mark was it marvin's i think marvin's was the one up the one we talking about that's upstairs yeah i think that i think it was marvin's yeah which yeah. i think that was just a bad night though mm-hmm. i think that was just a yeah. weird night yeah, because it was a lot of it was a lot of people in there, a lot of a lot of women in there, but uh-huh. they weren't really 
they were like sticking to themselves and not really walking around and, and all. It, it was rather weird. You need it to go to, weird, like you said. Yeah, like that other bar we went to was better because, like, honestly, you need to go to like a. You need to go to a black bar, man, to where they like got that stuff. And like that 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 goes back to the gentrification thing um, mm-hmm. that I mentioned last episode, how like, you know, hanging out downtown and meeting people and stuff like that, it felt like DC was just a shell of its former self. You know, you could go to Howard. Um, there was Sankofa Bookstore, which is like a black owned bookstore where you can, you know, get Ivan Van Sertima books and, you know, um, all sorts of books like that. Um, but besides that, like everything else is, you know, gentrified. It's like they're pushing, you know, a lot of stuff out. Uh, Marvin's 2007 14th street, Northwest Washington, DC. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the other spot, the other spot was better. I, I wish I knew the name of it. Too, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a look, I'm a look for it while you're, uh, while we're talking though. Yeah, nice, nice crowd, and like you said, I like the music. Uh huh. I like the music, and I think did they serve food in there? I they think did. They serve food in there. They serve food, yeah, for a certain period of time. I, we didn't go to the upstairs though, but the upstairs wasn't much. I think. I think it was just a no. We went night. upstairs. We remember we we went in there. We left and went to Marvin's. Yeah. We came back in the spot, and we did go upstairs. Okay. We did go okay, upstairs. okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was that was it was a nice spot in there. Nice and nice mixture. Yeah. Nice mixture of ages and everything. And yeah. I like the music selection. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I get them props. I get them props. Yeah, and 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 they helped me out. They helped me get my uh <laughs> they helped me get my uh my, my car back. One night I got real drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I got real drunk and left it there. Who'd you get real drunk with? It was my birthday. Yeah, it was me and my brother again. So <laughs> we went out and like, yeah, well, yeah, I'll talk about the drinking in Korea later on. Because by the time I went out with him, like my drinking days were about done. Mm-hmm. So I was I was kind of lightweight. I remember so I, I got massive hangover. I threw up in bed. I was asleep. I woke up. It was like, like throw up all on the bed and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was... <laughs> Yeah, and what was the other spot that we went to that uh that was in the train station? That was in Silver Spring, I think. Yeah, it was. That was was in Silver Spring. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it was. Well, it was the the depot because it was a bus and train. Right, 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 right. Yeah, the first time we went in there, it was all right. Mm -hmm. The second time, I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a spot you go to when there's nothing else going on, man. (laughs) <laughs> like that's just, that's the spot you go to if you don't if you don't want to go to DC and you just want to get a drink or something then right. yeah okay so you touched on the go go yeah now uh, what go go clubs is there any go go clubs anymore or no that's sad man that's really really sad and depressing it's mm-hmm. depressing uh so I had this assignment this was my was it it was the second to last semester that I had, and we had this assignment where we had to uh, write some sort of article on something. So me being the music geek I am, I'm like, no, this is DC. Let me find out a go-go, like, you know, let me find out or do an article about go-go music. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was crazy. Like I said, I, I, I got to meet uh, Sugar Bear from EU. I got to talk to people from uh, Trouble Funk. 
like, you know, all sorts of groups. I got to meet uh, Chuck Brown's daughter, who Chuck Brown is the originator of go-go music. If you don't right. know. And also, also, uh, everybody's listening, search Ashley's roast clip yeah, and you'll find out your favorite rap songs. Uh-huh. Two of your favorite rap songs have the sample mm-hmm. of that song is it, it, the beat changes, the beat changes, but mm-hmm. both of those beats, uh, two hip hop classic songs for Chuck Brown, Ashley roast clips. Go ahead. Uh, okay. I'm, I mean, I, again, we're music geeks. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. go ahead. Um, and loose to Nelly. Um, anyway, anyway, so I got to meet, I got to meet them and, and talk to them about it. And, um, you know, that's all they talked about was how things changed so much, like how they were pushed out. Cause honestly, um, a lot of black people got pushed out of DC and they live in, I think it's Prince George's County, which is in Maryland. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see a go-go concert, you got to go up in Maryland you know, the, the, the ones that I went to, they were at casinos, man. Like, there's no clubs because, you know, back then they would always say that, oh, you know, someone got shot near a go-go club. So they were pinning on go-go music that incited all that violence. So I was really? like, OK, yeah, that's what they would say in the newspapers. That's what they mm-hmm. told me. And um, that pushed them out of the city. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's messed up. So so the. The place where that's known for go-go music doesn't have a go-go bar or a club there. Nah, man, it's no. Because, again, that's the first thing I think when I hear about D.C. Actually, that's where I wanted to go when we was out there. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It it was messed up. It's really messed up how that's that's, that's a staple in D.C. culture, you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, again, you touched on gentrification last week. DC gentrification. Yeah. And it was funny because when we were driving down the street, it was like once one side of the street was all hood and everything. The next light is like a whole whole foods Mm -hmm. (laughs) and a whole bunch of white people around. I just thought that shit was funny. (laughs) Yeah, man. (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 crazy there. It's it's crazy with, with the gentrification. And it's like it's living in DC is so expensive, but for me, I it didn't make sense. Of what makes sense about what of why everything being? So I mean, I get why it's so expensive, but like as far as a place like LA or New York, a, a bigger city, right? DC didn't seem like it needed to be that expensive to uh, I guess totally live in like uh, that. I'm assuming because uh, people, majority of people there have have a government job. Yeah, and you and you know government jobs is hard to get fired from unless you're doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, you you won't mm. you won't get laid off. So I guess that's why it will be you know so expensive. Yeah, and um, plus again with the with the go go music. Um, when I wrote that article, you know people, you know you had to workshop it again, mm. and everybody was like, "Wow, you know how'd you." get access to all them. I'm like, dude, like, did you not read what I said? They're getting kicked out. They still want their music to be heard. Mm-hmm. And one of the professors were like, was like, oh, you did Go-Go. I've never heard of Go-Go. I'm you like, how can you not hear of Go-Go? She's like, well, I've been here for 10 years. I've never heard of Go-Go. And I'm oh, like, you I'm like, oh, man, dude. Like, <laughs> it was so, that, that's what I'm talking about. Like, it, my issue wasn't with DC. It was like, with just the gentrification and like being in, I guess, academia, mm-hmm. 
you know? And it, those who are in academia are usually the gentrifiers. So is go-go a black thing? Yeah, it's a black thing. But I, I would think it's common music for her to not hear it. I don't know. Well, she wasn't she wasn't from there, so. Yeah, but t- in 10 years, she still should have heard something. I don't know, dude. Like, well, I guess she was in a box, you know. She must have lived in one of them places when you're in a box. Right. <laughs> all right so um well look you talked about all the stuff you didn't like uh-huh. w- what's the stuff that you liked i like the honestly i like the black folk around there or like just people who are from there because they had that grit they had that history to it you know what i'm saying and like they won't they won't mess around they'll tell you like what is what there now, where'd you meet people that's from DC? In school or no? Nah, definitely, the street? definitely wasn't in school. Definitely wasn't so out in school. In the street. Cause yeah, yeah. Out, yeah. Like so, Uber, like Lyft drivers and stuff too. You know, you talk to a Lyft driver, you you have some really good conversation. Cause like, yeah, me being I'm a, a curious dude, and I used to interview people all the time. So mm-hmm. you know, the first a lot of times when I get in a Lyft, I'm like, so yeah, where you from? You from around here? And when they're like, yeah, that's when I unload a whole bunch of questions, you know, like, and then nah, it's cool. They, they, they love the conversation. They like, like, they love talking about DC and what it once was. Right. Were, were there any number exchanges? Do you still keep in touch with these people or? Oh, nah. Cause I knew, cause I knew I was going to leave and not really come back, man. It's like say it's yeah. this transitory spot. You were just breezing through, so yeah. you didn't get a chance to get too too attached. Yeah, I that's all what it was. It. Yeah, because like, yeah, yeah, my mindset was that I was. Remember on the first episode, I was no, well, the second, ep- the first episode I was on here, I was like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go to the UAE anyway. So what's the point of, you know, keeping a connection here? Yes, you said it. The, the second episode is his first interview, but it's mm-hmm. the second episode. Yeah, as, as he said. Mm-hmm. Okay, so well, you married now. You're mm-hmm. a married man of uh, how many years? Why do you a always month? do that? Why, 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 why you got to do that, man? <laughs> don't, don't tell me you. You're only saying that because you don't know. No, you did this the yeah. last time. I told you the exact date that I got married uh, on, which is okay, January fifth, so, two thousand eighteen. Okay, so. <laughs> So you said a brilliant, brilliant, your two year, year, uh, it don't even seem that long. Your two year wedding anniversary seemed like you just got married. Yeah. So, uh, as I can tell <laughs> the way you talk about DC, there was no date, dating or nightlife. Nah, see, this is the issue. And my, my brother could like, he could fend for himself for, for this one. Cause I don't think he dated that much. And mm-hmm. like, like just in silver spring, you know, I was I was broke. I used to just go to the gym and walk home, right? It'd be a long walk. And like I'd be looking around and I'd be like, yo, like I can't because I'm with her, but if I was single, I'd be out okay. here all the time. And Okay, so the, so the women look good, that's what you're saying? Yeah. And I'd be okay. looking at my brother like, why are you in here playing video games, man? Go outside <laughs> and, and and talk, you know? I think you said that when 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 I was in DC. Yeah. I think you pretty much said the same thing. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, they got they got women everywhere, and they're most of them in DC. They're doing something. 
Mm, yeah, because of the jobs there. The jobs in the colleges. If you you want a black yeah. woman, go to Howard. Just hang out around Howard. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think you said the same thing. Yeah. You said you said the same thing when we was in that uh Silver Springs uh, mm-hmm. uh bar. Yeah. Yeah, you said that. Mm-hmm. So how long did you stay in DC? Well, from 2015 May to January. 2000 January of last year so it was like three and a half years okay something like that yeah Mm -hmm. and your master's uh your master's class was two years or three it was supposed to be three years but honestly I wanted to get out real quick because I (laughs) well I told you you on the second year so I was like okay I'm just gonna take summer classes and get out yeah that's just what I'm about to say so you went during the summer yeah okay all right so uh <laughs> this was this was Jay in DC. It wasn't as bad as I thought. He didn't he didn't go as hard as I thought he would. Well, I mean, we didn't talk about we didn't talk about me being near the White House though. Oh, what about it? And Trump. <laughs> we didn't talk about when Trump came too. I mean, there's a few other things about that. And I'm I'm gonna keep it short because I know we got time and stuff. Oh, we got time. Go ahead. Um what was I going living working near the white house so i worked at this this school near the white house it was an interesting time too because yeah i came back in 2015 and everybody was going crazy about the election right so uh, uh pause pause mm-hmm. again again he mentioned about where he uh he tore had in the previous episodes yeah <laughs> go ahead so yeah it was it was right at this place close to um right next to the white house basically and um, yeah, all this stuff was going on. There's, there'd always be something happening in front of the White House. But when Trump came, a lot of the students who I was teaching at that time were um, they were Muslims. They were from they were Turkish or from the Middle East somewhere. And that's when Trump said something about uh, banning Muslim countries from coming into the U.S. and them being discriminated against and all this other stuff. Um it was an interesting time because they were they were they weren't concerned they were scared a lot of them were just like literally scared and um another thing about trump being president too well his election time when he became president it was weird because i mean i know how the whole country was the whole country was upset but okay this is a shot at liberal them using trump as a scapegoat which i noticed that way in the beginning where people would do this fake rage about Trump winning. And it's like, okay, yeah, I get it. You don't like the dude, but dude, I remember I was in class and it's in like these students, they had to do their workshop on a certain day, which took place after the election. So they phoned it in talking about, well, you know, my heart was broken that Trump became president. So I just couldn't concentrate on my, on my work. Mm-hmm. And the teacher let him off. I was like, man, if that was me, y'all would have got an F. I was like, y'all would have got an F, man. Y'all had two or three weeks to do that, man. Don't, don't come that, up here with that, man. That's some complete bullshit. Exactly, dude. <laughs> yeah. And I mentioned I mentioned the um the rioting too when Trump became president. Like oh yeah, I'm going all over the place. I'm sorry. Remember the pink pussy hat thing? Yes. The women's march. The women's mm-hmm. march. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, this is this is how people over here look at things, man. So this was when I was interning and um, my advisor, she was talking about how she was going to do the protest. 
she's like, yeah, I'm going to go there with my with my pussy hat and have my family around. And we're going to show Trump that we're in solidarity and we're for uh, feminism and all this other stuff. And she turns to me and she's like, so are you going to come? I was like, no. <laughs> she's like, why not? It's going to be fun. I was like, a protest ain't supposed to be fun. Right. <laughs> Like, that is so American to have a pro. You know what I'm saying? We're supposed to have fun. We're supposed to be celebrating and all this other stuff. It did nothing. I remember uh, taking a taking a lift home one day, and the dude was like, "So what do you think about?" He was like, "I don't understand this 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 uh this uh, uh what is it women's march thing." I was like, "Why?" He was like, "Cause it does nothing." This is African dude. He was like, "It does nothing. It did nothing." Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, and I'm sorry for going all over the place again, but speaking of Lyft drivers too, people are going crazy right now over the protests and all this other stuff. You know, uh, black black men and women getting killed, uh, which that's been happening for a long time. Exactly. And I noticed that when I came back and I first like this, when I got the Lyft drivers in D.C., they would say only two things about the United States, and 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 well, they know they would just say two things. Not about the United States. One of one um one of them would be like, yo, this country's going downhill. This is way before Trump. It's like this country's going downhill. I got a plan to move somewhere else, or I want to move somewhere else. And yeah, that's bullshit. Second, if they were black, they'd always be like, yo, be careful out there. When I get out, <laughs> yo, please be careful, man. Like, you know, watch your back, dude. <laughs> so. When Trump was elected president, did did things change? Like the atmosphere in D.C. changed? Um, People got more liberal, I guess, or they were more outspoken. Um, When I was in school, this one dude was talking about how um, there's this, he said in a different class, there was this one student who was talking about how he felt discriminated against because he voted for Trump. At that school, at that school, because like everybody else hated Trump. So they just jumped on his case every time he opened his mouth. And he was like, dude, this is discrimination. Why are you doing this? Like, just because I voted for him. And he'd be like, yeah. So um, the thing that I noticed, they always say that Trump divided America. Mm-hmm. Trump just divided white people, man. America was already divided. America's been divided <laughs> forever. It just, it just divided liberal white people and right leaning white people. Yes. That's all what it did. And personally, me, myself, I think that most of the liberal people probably voted for Trump anyway, like your uh, pussy hat uh, women. Yeah. Because then what was it? 56% of them voted. Was it 53? Over 50% of them voted for Trump. Or white women voted for Trump. And those were the main ones at those protests. Yep, they'll march right up and down. So when it came time to get in that voting booth, they voted for Trump because their husbands voted for Trump. Yeah, well, apparently it was a party. Yep. The protest was a party. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, yeah, that's that was right when um, I think when I got there, that's when Black Lives Matter first really started kicking off. And let me bring it back to the Black Lives Matter thing, too. Uh, racism was a funny story of um, this homeless woman followed me after work. I was on my way to school. And there's this white lady and she's homeless, which I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, just in a little bit. But like, 
I think she had some mental problem. A lot of people in D.C., you'll walk out of, uh, I forget the name of the station. It's a station to get to the White House. Mm-hmm. You'll see plenty of people with mental problems everywhere. Like, especially in front of the White House, there's, you know, drug addicts and just people with plenty of mental illnesses and stuff. And you wouldn't think that would be directly in front of the White House. But anyway, I'm walking, I'm walking about to cross the street and I got my headphones on and this, this, I hear someone say black people like really loud. And I look up across the street and yeah, it's this old white lady and she, (laughs) she flips me off. So I just kind of, I size her up and I'm like, one, she's old too. Like the rags on her clothes shows that she's homeless. So like, what should I do? Right. So I just kept on walking. I just kept on walking. I was like, nah, if I talk to her, then I'll just, it's going to make me look bad. <laughs> so I think she kept following me and I think she was trying to say stuff behind me, but she eventually gave up, you know, because mm-hmm. that happens right on, that happened right on the Black Lives Matter <laughs> street. Because I thought that was, that was a funny parallel, but yeah. <laughs> So what about the Black Lives Matter? When you said when you uh, arrived, that that's when they quote unquote came in a problem prominent. I think it was like a what was it? I think it was like a year, a few months after I got there, or a year. I don't remember. I remember 2016, 2015. I think it was twenty sixteen. Um, yeah, liberal people. Oh yeah, Black Lives Matter too. We gotta fight for you know everything because that's what we do. Um, yeah, that that was that was a strong thing until the women's march came, and I think we I think on campus there was an incident where uh someone put in um what was it anti-Semitism I can't I can't even say it they put something they put a sign or something around the school uh saying something negative against Jewish people and stuff so that became a hot issue. Yeah, they were just like I was talking about last episode where I feel like they're going to jump to something new. That's what they were doing at that school. Whatever the hot topic was for social justice, they just hop onto it for a minute, then go on to the next. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, well, we're done about your, your uh, DC experience. Mm-hmm. You, you don't seem to like it much. Like I said, man, I like the, I like the grit of it there, man. If I meet people who are actually from there, then yeah, it would have been totally different. The problem was that one, I was in stu- I was a student. Two, I I had reverse culture shock, and three, I just looked at that place as you know a pit stop. Whereas, like like I tell you, my brother, he could probably give you a more in depth, you know. Stories is what was happening there. I see you. I see what you mean. You felt as though that I'm quote unquote just passing through. Yeah, it was. It was already a disconnect there. Right. So I'm not really going to get attached to anybody because look, I'm not going to be here long. Yeah. So that was your. Yeah, I I get you with you. I'm just joking around. (laughs) Uh. Uh, Well. um, Did you see the the who's next up on the versus series no nah, i have i haven't i haven't checked for that in a while who's supposed to come up uh-oh you sitting down here we go alicia keys versus john legend now before you say anything <laughs> okay <laughs> do alicia keys got 20 damn songs does she have 10 
10 is even 10 is even a stretch. John Legend can have 20 songs. See, John Legend can use like uh, his features. Can he use yeah, can he use Grammy Family? I don't know. But I, he's going to do it. Like they're going to use they, yeah. He's going to do it. Like what 20 songs do Alicia Keys have? She's gonna do just like what they always do, just use album cuts or, or something else. Or but we we or supposed like to, well well the the battle line was we supposed to know the songs. Well, obviously we're not go. Well, the fans are. If you're a big fan of Alicia Keys, you're gonna know the songs. So oh, this is, goes back to what I was saying. Like, just keep the songs to like ten, unless you have a very wide, long catalog of stuff to pull from that everybody knows. You know, mm-hmm. somebody like Snoop Dogg could do 20 songs easily. Right. You know, but I, I can't say that about Alicia Keys and John Legend. No. Oh, this is a Juneteenth uh, celebration, by the way. They can't find anybody else better for Juneteenth. Uh, man, you can, uh, what about our old, what about our old uh, uh, singers and stuff? You can get one of them to do it. If you want to have a Juneteenth celebration, get Patti LaBelle or somebody. Yeah, but they, they trying to appeal to a younger audience. I don't think young people know that that much about Patti LaBelle. They know a lot about Alicia Keys? Yeah. Okay. She's been out for like, what, 20 years now? They Yeah, they know about her. She She's yeah. old to them. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z is old. <laughs> right? So imagine someone like Patti LaBelle. Right. That's a grandma. So I'm thinking uh, next week, we should do uh i say uh i want to say i'm not going to say top but we we should pick cuz i'm pretty sure if i say top well i'm a, i'm going to get it out that we should do a a, a 10 slapped on rappers list okay i, I don't want to say top because i'm going to assume that we're going to have uh rappers we're going to have rappers on the same list. And like what's the criteria that they gotta be the, the the criteria is they have to have an album out. Had had or have, I don't know how you wanna put it, an album out. Not somebody on a mixtape that was killing the freestyle mixtape game and you wanna put them on your, your uh slept on rappers list. Mm-hmm. So they had they have to have an album out. Like a full now, a full album. A full length album. Okay. okay, they can it can be one of those full length, you know, mixtapes, you know, because this is the way the world is now. A mixtape is like an album. Mm-hmm. Your album. So it could be one of them. But and not not somebody on a DJ clue clue tape that was freestyling that you was like, damn, why is nobody not messing with him? Not one of those type of rappers. They have to have an album out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, top ten. No, not top, I'm sorry. 10 rappers. I don't want to say top 10. I don't mm. want to use top in it because I don't want to say number one and number five and all that stuff. Yeah. I just want you to just pick 10 mm. so we can go back and forth. Um, I I probably got a good five now. But I can I can do five with probably without thinking. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'll let you know probably around about Wednesday, Thursday. Okay, okay. A, a top, a, a not top, I'm sorry. I, I keep saying top. A ten slept on rappers list, and, and oh, and also, also the criteria is you have to explain why do you think this person is slept on. 
And they gotta be like really current. Could they be older? No, or... it could be some. It could be someone older <laughs> as long as they had an album out. You could okay. say Kumo Diaz. You could say Kumo Diaz slept on. Oh, okay. He had an album. He had an album out. Okay. Yeah, long as not again, long as not nobody wanted <laughs> DJ K Slay mixtapes <laughs> <laughs> that was killing the mixtape game. And you like, damn, why he ain't come out? Well, no, they had to have an album. Let me out. ask one more question. Can they be like part of a group or do they have to be totally solo? Yeah. No, they could be part of a group as long as they had an album out. Okay. They could be part of a group. Like if I said Fife Dog was slept on. Oh, okay, okay. Even though he had an album out, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right then, man. Thank you for this. Thank you for your, uh, how did you like your experiences in D.C.? Uh, talking about your experience in D.C.? It was therapeutic. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. No, it was cool. Um, I just, I, I wish, I do wish though that I did. Um, I do wish I went out there a, lot, a, a little bit more though. Like I think just the situation that I was in, if I was in a different situation, I think I would have enjoyed DC a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, okay, well, going back, do you want to do a review on this damn John Legend and Alicia Keys? <laughs> it's on next next Friday, right? Yeah, next uh, whatever's the nineteenth. Yeah, that's on that's on the Friday. All right, so I guess we can no. First, we're gonna do the we're gonna do the slept on thing first. I, I would be more entertained by the slept on. <laughs> then, like some other time, we can do the. Uh, we still got the jagged edge one twelve. And oh, another Lord. thing about that, another thing about that, I, some of those songs, I don't even know what the hell he was playing. <laughs> I'm like, well, what song is this? Well, we've seen that, though. We saw that with, we've seen that with just about, we've seen that with a lot of people. Yep. Actually, we've seen that, we, the last one we talked about was Nelly and Ludacris, right? Yes. Yeah. Remember, I was I was going in on Nelly about picking records from 2013, you know, yeah. so... That's why they shouldn't have the twenty song thing. I, I I say that just about every podcast, and I need to stop saying it so much. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. Well, uh, again, I'm gonna ask you like I ask you every every episode. Do you have anything to plug? Nope. <laughs> if you want to find me, you can find me. That's. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you say that every time. Yep. <laughs> Well, you could visit the Judgmentals on Instagram at the two underscores Judgmentals J U D G E M E N T A L S, or you can visit me on Twitter at Grand underscore Luchador. That's G R A N underscore Luchador L U C H A D O R. Thank you, man. I appreciate this. Uh, yeah, no problem, uh, man. Career is coming soon. I uh, I don't know. I don't know when. We got these versus battles and this slept on rappers. You so. might have to do Korea in 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 like parts because I got I was there for five and a half years. I got just stories. Oh, okay. You know so. that's fine. Yeah. All right. So thank you, man. I appreciate uh, it. No problem. All right.